Starting Global News Watch, a look at the international headlines with Nicholas Moore joining us in the studio. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. Well, it's November 3rd here in Korea, but because of the time zone differences, that means uh, tomorrow our time will be November 3rd and voting day in uh, America. This is a big presidential election. It's a cliche, but uh, a lot of people are saying this is the most important election of our lifetimes. Uh, We have right now... Donald Trump, the incumbent against Joe Biden, Uh, if you believe the polls, uh, it's held pretty steady with an 8 to 9 percent average uh, Mm. Biden lead nationally. However, Mm. it's the battleground states because of the electoral college system that are key. And those are tighter races. But we Mm. are still seeing leads for Biden in the key states of Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Florida and Surprisingly, this time around, Arizona Mm -hmm. as well. A lot of people felt that there was not necessarily a big polling era in the national polling, to be fair. I think Mm -hmm. Clinton was within that range of national polling. However, they missed the mark on battleground states. It seems like pollsters are saying that they have corrected their errors uh, in the battleground states from 2016, where, again, a lot of people expected Clinton to win at that time, right? Mm, That's right. Pollsters are now trying to reassure people who are uh, uh, 2016, all too fresh on memories. Um, But we're going to focus on these four states, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Florida, and Arizona, because if Biden wins three out of four of these states, where, again, he is trending ahead, or if he just wins Florida and one other, then his victory in the Electoral College will be almost certain. These polls were taken by the New York Times in collaboration with Siena College. Uh, And as mentioned, these polls would have to be even more inaccurate than the polling data from 2016 for Biden to not have what's called a clear path to victory. Mm -hmm. Uh, Florida is the most highly contended out of all these states. The poll there shows Biden with only three percentage points ahead, and that is within the margin of error. That is 3.2%. But I I would like to mention the latest polls from 538.com. They show that Trump only has 44% of the vote in Florida, uh, and uh, other polls uh, on there put him well behind Biden, uh, even further than this New York Times poll. Uh, Biden also appears to be winning in all the blue wall states. Those are Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Those were traditionally always blue, but turned red for Trump in 2016. Uh, Overall, nationwide, the biggest demographic differences may be when men versus women and regular voters versus new ones. Uh, Female voters support Biden in these states by a double-digit margin. In Arizona, Biden's 18 percentage point lead among women more than makes up for his eight-point advantage with men. Mm. There's also voters who are too young to vote or abstained from voting four years ago. Uh, They are being mobilized, and they are coming out in favor of of Biden by more than 10 points in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Florida. Uh, There are some other potential battleground states, some of them surprising. Again, I'm going to mention these latest polls. Uh, Minnesota, Biden appears to be ahead uh, by a spread between 4 and 9%. And then the race appears to be neck and neck in North Carolina, Georgia, Ohio, and even Texas. And those states have amazingly now been classified as toss-ups, which uh, we have not seen in in quite some time, especially uh, knowing how uh, deeply red these states have been. Uh, People have said it's a pipe dream to even consider uh, Texas to be um, even remotely winnable for the Democrats. But it does look like it's a real possibility here. However, there have been suppression efforts. um, Mm. And we can unfortunately say, I think you're going to point out later, that uh, uh, suppression tends to uh, help 
Republicans out. But uh, there's been a big legal battle as to whether certain votes should be counted or not. Uh, The highest civil court in Texas, and I believe some breaking news came in that uh, a federal judge has also uh, affirmed this ruling. They have thrown Mm, out a Republican petition that argued uh, drive-through voting in Harris County is illegal. And at stake here, and this is a remarkable decision because it was a Republican-controlled court, Mm. that um, over 120,000 votes uh, that were already cast should be counted. Right, and that amounts to 10% of all in-person ballots. They've already been cast this way, Mm. uh, mostly by voters apprehensive of leaving their cars to wait in line amid the current third and worst wave of the coronavirus yet. And these people, uh, who tend to be more cautious, also tend to be Democrats. Uh, Harris County is the most populous county in Texas because it contains Houston and it is a Democratic stronghold. Uh, This curbside voting has long been available to those physically unable to enter the polling place. Um, so even if election law has found to have been violated, there's a lot of Texas case law that shows again and again that all ballots that have already been cast, even if it's in an illegitimate way, uh, should be counted. One person should have one vote. Uh, besides, the court ruled that now it is far too late in the voting process to reverse its earlier decision. It would only serve to sow confusion among uh, later potential voters. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, we can talk more about the uh, strategies between the two parties if we have time at the end, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think what mm-hmm. you, you are implying is that um, less mm-hmm. votes, good for Republicans, mm-hmm. more votes, good for Democrats. And if you think democracy should be, everyone should have a chance to vote, you can lead to your own <laughs> conclusions as to uh, what would be uh, the more democratic thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about uh, potential violence. That's been a concern. And uh, we're even seeing this uh, in the lead up to the election. Mm-hmm. A uh, Trump train, so-called, or a caravan of around 100 vehicles surrounded and intimidated a Biden campaign bus in Texas on Friday. We saw video, video footage of it that went uh, viral. They were trying to stop the bus in the middle of an interstate. Maybe some even tried to kind of mm. force it off the road. Mm. Uh, lo- local law enforcement did come in and try to rectify the situation. Right. That's what uh, Biden claimed, that they were trying to run the the bus off the road. Um, And we should mention that uh, neither Biden nor Harris uh, were on that bus. Mm. Uh, There was only a a local Democratic uh, candidate, Wendy Davis. Um, But the scared occupants did call 911 and law enforcement came and helped them get to their destination. And now it's been escalated to the level of the FBI. They're investigating to determine if any federal laws have been broken and to track down the perpetrators. So we've seen in that video that you mentioned one truck almost ramming into another car. And there are some reports not confirmed of profanities being yelled and of drivers possibly being armed. Mm. Uh, Trump retweeted the video proudly saying, I love Texas in all caps on Saturday. And then he mockingly said at a campaign rally on Sunday that the drivers were protecting the bus. At that same rally, Senator Marco Rubio from Florida says uh, that, quote, we love what they did. But in contrast, uh, Biden says that we've never seen anything like this, or at least we've never had a president who thinks it's a good thing. Uh, He also encouraged Americans to be uh, better than this. Yeah, so perhaps more disturbing is Rubio's reaction to it, because when Trump does that, retweets and says, I love Texas and praises the actions of those violent uh, uh, Trump supporters, that's probably par for the course. I think most people expect Mm -hmm. that. But for someone like Rubio, who you consider to be a so-called normal politician to kind of egg these uh, guys on, 
the key message of the Biden campaign is basically a return to normalcy and a return to decency. I think in years past, you would the natural reaction for all politicians if something like this happened would be to condemn the actions and just say, you know, we want, uh, we definitely do not condone any violence. However, as we see from Rubio's reaction, we are not in normal times, and so the outcome of that election right now kind of really will determine the course of what uh, direction America will go. But, again, as we move on to our next story, which is a segue to that, is uh, what about the integrity of the American elections and the uh, state of American democracy? Trump, uh, if if we believe his words, is uh, seemingly hell-bent on uh, perhaps subverting the actual integrity of this election. He is saying that he plans to declare early victory uh, if he is just on the vote counting totals by election night ahead in these various states. And then he will uh, attempt to basically say we need to shut things down and any Mm. future counting of mail-in ballots, which we have to uh, acknowledge are just as valid as votes on election day, uh, Mm -hmm. those are somewhat fraudulent. But the expectation is most of those votes or a majority of those votes would skew toward Biden. Absolutely. Right. And the the problem is the objections that have been raised by Republicans have very little merit. There are so many, so few cases of uh, voter fraud actually occurring with these kinds of ballots. But this kind of development, um, this kind of strategy that Trump is publicizing is especially important when it comes to the battleground state of Pennsylvania. Um, Of course, Republicans are more likely to vote in person, but mail-in ballots are not even permitted by state election law to be counted before election day. Uh, Pennsylvania State Department said that counting will take several days since there are 10 times as many mail-in ballots this time as there were in 2016. And it's par for the course. States usually have to take days or even weeks to officially certify their election results. It's only media outlets that uh, present projections on Mm -hmm. the night itself. But nationwide, Republicans have filed lawsuits that that try to limit when ballots can be received or counted by election officials, even if they are postmarked by election day. That is the case in Pennsylvania. But ballots received by November 6th can still be counted. But there's a problem with that, isn't there? Well, uh, you mentioned Pennsylvania being sort of key to this because they will be slow to count the ballots. Uh, 538 uh, considers Pennsylvania to be the tipping point state, meaning that if that state goes towards Biden, that uh, it does appear that he would win the election. The problem in Pennsylvania is, uh, and this is really in in light of the pandemic, is uh, up to 40, 42% of the first class mail is taking longer than five days to be delivered. Basically, right now, don't mail in any ballots. Got to mm. go in person or drop it off. Uh, give us an update what's going on there. Right. You, you mirrored what uh, Governor Tom Wolf has asked voters to do, saying that voters need to turn in their ballots in person at election offices now uh, because it's too risky to... Um, Uh, not get their ballots in by that November 6th deadline. Uh, And you mentioned the problem is related to coronavirus. That's absolutely true. But I also think it can be traced back to the Trump administration, um, his appointment of postmaster general, and their strategy of cutting down on Mm. postal service Mm. staffing and getting rid of automatic sorting machines. Perhaps it's all a long strategy related to election day, or maybe it's a kind of ploy to privatize the mail industry. But whatever it is, it is a problem for this election. Um, Up to 42% of first-class mail taking longer than five days. As you mentioned, that figure is for Philadelphia. Things are slightly better in central and western Pennsylvania. Uh, However, that plea to voters uh, applies statewide and perhaps uh, in other states as well. Still, employees at the postal office have been instructed to prioritize ballots. It may not be enough. 
Uh, overall, uh, Trump senior advisor Jason Miller is suggesting that Democrats are going to try to attempt post-election thievery, where it seems like, unfortunately, um, that's exactly what the Republicans are trying to do. Yeah, right? and it's very high, highly, highly irresponsible mm. rhetoric from a senior mm. campaign official to to actually kind of call into question the again the integrity of the uh, American. Election there. Bottom line, I know a lot of hand wringing over Pennsylvania, and they're going to count votes late, and uh, it might uh, be a while before you get there. But mm-hmm. if the results come in in Florida, and if the results come in in Texas, and they go towards Biden, it would be pretty much game over. So that's something to uh, keep in mind. I know there's going to be a lot of hand wringing uh, mm-hmm. in the lead up to this. But uh, thank you, Nicholas, for kind of setting the table here for us uh, as we head into Election Day. I know on Thursday we'll be uh, looking at the results and hopefully uh, looking at uh, the winner there um, in quite more detail. So we look forward to that and we'll uh, talk to you then. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thank you, Henry.